Welcome to the hope. Everybody got up this morning and went, oh boy. If you have a garage, it wasn't a big deal. But if you don't have a garage, you're like, ah, oh, this again. <laughs> After 20 years, you'd think I'd be used to it. Thankfully, I have a big broom. So today is going to be different. And I don't do this very often. However, uh, I sensed recently I, I had a video, a sermon that was sent to me uh, by Pastor Rod Loy. He is the pastor of uh, First Assembly of God in Little Rock, North Little Rock, Arkansas. And I love this guy's heart. He is just an amazing man of God. And uh, every time he speaks, where it's generally intended, intended for the whole church, it just resonates within my spirit. And when I heard his message, he said, you know what, just pray about it, ask the Lord if this is for you, uh, test the spirit, and that's what I'm asking you to do as well, but I wanted to share his message with you today. And uh, honestly, part of me just said, just play the video. But it is, it is a little bit more locally intended here today. Uh, Pastor Lloyd, as I said, he felt this message was prophetic, that it is from the Lord. What that means is simply this, you know, you have to decide whether or not it is. But I felt like, after listening to it, that it was so appropriate for today. I felt like he gives us uh, a tool or several tools to put in our tool belt that will encourage you and help you to cross that finish line. How many can say amen? That's, that's the idea, right? I mean, nobody wants to come up short two feet from the finish line. And we're living in a tough age right now. You may have heard this. It was prophesied during the pandemic that this was, there was going to be this great awakening after the pandemic ended in 2020. How many know that didn't happen? In fact, rather than the Great Awakening, it was really the Great Falling Away. A third of the church didn't come back. And this isn't intended for anybody listening online. If you've been tuning in, tuning in weekly, that's, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking about people who have literally said, I'm not going to church anymore. I'm not listening to church anymore. That's happening. We were all waiting for 2020 to come to an end. How many can say amen to that? Hoping for a better 2021. Little did we realize that 2021, up to this point anyway, has probably been worse than 2020. If that's possible. The outright hatred and animosity that's been spewed in this country. One American toward another. One family against another family. One state against another state. You know what I'm talking about. You must get vaccinated. You're stupid if you get vaccinated. You must wear a mask. You're dumb if you wear a mask. Confusion, angst, hopelessness. As a result of this chaos, inflation has skyrocketed. Anybody felt that? If you just celebrated Thanksgiving and you bought the meal, you know what I'm talking about. The pressure on Americans has increased. Early summer, a new Delta variant strain of COVID hit us again. Wasn't that a blessing? Case numbers went up. People who were beginning to feel safe began to fear again. The pressure in America increased. This is a strange event. This one hit me kind of funny. Even though life has gotten more expensive, 4.4 million people have left their jobs since September. That's a lot of people. This era has been called the Great Resignation. That was on Fox News. It's got to be true. 
And the results, businesses, especially small businesses, have been unable to keep their doors open because they can't even find the employees. We lost one of my favorite restaurants here in Gaylord. I like breakfast at Diana's Delight. Rats. News services have flamed, fanned the flames of panic. More people want bad news than they want good. You know, if they peddled good news, you wouldn't watch it. People wouldn't watch it. News services make their money by selling commercials. And the angrier that they can get the people, the more they'll watch. They're not trying to report the news. They're trying to get people to keep watching. you got to come back. It's your feed, you know? The pressure in America increased. Mental illness issues have dramatically increased. Drug abuse has dramatically increased. Domestic violence has been on the rise. The pressure in America has increased. Sadly, sadly, the church has not been immune. People have left the church over opinions, not the essential things, over opinions. How the church does things seems to matter more than why the church exists. Rather than rallying around the cross and the love of Jesus, the church is divided over opinions. Sadly, church people have attacked other believers on social media, destroying their witness. You've seen it. I saw it. Many pastors have chosen to leave their church and ministry. They can't take any more of the attacks that have been coming at them from both sides. In 2020, LifeWay Research said the greatest pain point for pastors was managing the unity within their churches. We're supposed to be the body of Christ. United as one body. As the church navigated safety concerns, members of their congregation voiced differing opinions, often reflecting the political figures that they listened to. Tired and worn out, these men and women of God have left their calling. The number is somewhere around 40%. That ought to break everybody's heart in this room. The pressure in America is increased. Now, I knew when I signed up to be a pastor many, many, many years ago, I would get to listen to various opinions, feelings, and feedback. However, in this season, it's been different. People say and act in ways different from anything that we pastors have experienced. I want to hear from you, don't get me wrong. I really do. I want to know how you're thinking, how you're feeling. Is the Spirit of God resonating in your heart as, as He is in ours? But I want you to talk to me in love, not, not in a spirit of hate and condescension. Can I get an amen? I want you to say or write to me what you feel you're supposed to say to me after, listen to this, after it is tempered by the Holy Spirit. Would you send that message to Jesus? Because if you wouldn't, don't send it to me. <laughs> Can I get another really good amen? We pastors feel the same pressures that you folks do. We've been in this pressure cooker just like you. And believe me when I say this, there have been times over the last year and a half that I have said, man, I could be doing something else that wouldn't have the pressure that this has. And I'm not complaining, I'm not whining to you, I'm just telling you, I have felt the pressure, I have empathy for what you're going through because I've been right there with you. 
But my love for the Lord and for you has prevented me from running with my tail tucked between my legs. Anxiety and fear are rampant. Right? People feel anxious and uptight. You know, yesterday I I caught uh, some of the end of the Michigan game. Go blue. It might be different if it was the other team they were playing, the Spartans. But anyway, go blue. At the end, how many saw it? At the end, I have never seen. I'm like, all those people were in the stands? I'd never. They came down. You couldn't. You couldn't. They were like this. They were sandwiched together like this. You couldn't have gotten a piece of paper between them. And there were still people in the stands. And I'm like, how? How many people were there? And they tromped on Ohio. Woo! Sorry if you're an Ohio fan. We have a few friends that are. As I was watching that, you know what? You know what? I felt an anxiety rise up in me. What if somebody dropped a bomb in the middle of that? What if somebody started shooting... This happens all over the globe today. Why did I even think like that? Why? Because anxiety and anger is what represents us today. word from the Lord. Here's the good news. You ready for this? In prayer, Pastor Rod asked the Lord, how does the church address this? What do we need to do? He said, we need a word from the Lord for the church if we're going to survive persecution and pressure. And then he added this, and I say this to you, and you've heard me say this many times, there's more pressure coming. You know that, right? It isn't going to get easier. If you think we're ever going to go back to the glory days that we used to experience, you're wrong. It's going to be tough. It's going to be hard. If you are a Christian and you want to remain a Christian, it's going to take a lot to cross that finish line. How do we continue to grow in faith and withstand difficulty? A few weeks ago, Pastor Loy got this message from a friend. It was an email. And when he opened it, he had been praying, Lord, what should we do? And the first words in this email started out with, say this with me after I say it, a spirit of heaviness. Say it. A spirit of heaviness. Can you feel it? Can you feel it just crouching in on you, closing in on you, suffocating some of you, that spirit of heaviness. It's as if the whole world rests on one's shoulders. Pastor Loy read the email and his heart jumped. He knew this is what we're fighting, spirit of heaviness. This is not a natural battle. This is a supernatural battle. Say that, supernatural battle. So we don't fight supernatural battles in the flesh, do we? We don't use carnal means. We use spiritual means. Ephesians chapter 6. Pastor Rod believes we are fighting a spirit of heaviness. He defined this as a feeling that something is wrong, but you're not exactly sure what. Anybody else feel this? It's a sense of burden and pressure. It's when you're overwhelmed, but you're not sure why. It's one day you feel great, the next day you feel like giving up completely. And without anything changing, you've gone from the highest high to the lowest low. It's anxiety, it's discouragement, it's depression. 
a feeling of not being in control. And you know what? People don't do well, especially Americans, when they're not in control. People react to that heaviness in predictable and unhealthy ways. They feel like they have to do something, anything, because life feels out of control. They try to control whatever they can. That's why they leave churches, marriages, friendships, jobs. It's that desire to feel in control in at least one area of their life. Is this resonating with anybody besides me? They lash out in anger at whatever target is most convenient and whatever target is least likely to fight back. Who is that? Parents, siblings, spouses, pastors, other believers. They're the common targets. Listen, hurting People, and I know you know this, hurting people hurt people. Under pressure from that heaviness, they isolate, they drop out of church, they drop out of ministry, they drop out of their friendships. They don't know how to explain the heaviness that they're feeling, and they cannot imagine that anyone else is feeling that way, so what do they do? They suffer through it alone. This is where they turn to addictive behaviors, drugs, alcohol, pornography. Those are the the big three. They're the most common, but also exercise or working out. It could be eating. It could be, Melinda's not here. Aaron's watching. It could be video games. Not saying you are, brother. It can be a lot of different things. Whatever you put in place to make you feel better. They're turning to these things to help them escape the feeling of heaviness, even if it's only for a little while. With that heaviness and pressure, they get offended. Oh boy, here we go. (laughs) And often they resurface an offense from long ago. They think about it. They think about it some more because when you're in isolation, you have time to think about stuff. And as they focus on that thing, it grows. It becomes a big deal to them. Something that was momentary becomes monumental in their life. Satan tries to put a lot of things on you and me. Our world tries to put a lot on us. Doubt, fear, anxiety, depression, discouragement, dread. And a lot of these pressures are real, right? As your pastors, we get that. But listen, it is not from God. Hello? Let's look at the words of Jesus in Matthew 11, 28 to 30. And I I don't have any PowerPoints for you today other than that one. So you're just going to have to listen if you didn't bring your sword. Quoting this from the NLT, Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 to 30, Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens. Remember this one? Everyone who is anxious, everyone who is uncertain, everyone who is fighting a spirit of heaviness, come to him, for his burden is light. He said, I will give you rest. Verse 29, take my yoke upon you, let me teach you. Because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Will you say that with me? Rest for your souls. Now now make it personal. Rest for my soul. One more time. Rest for my soul. You need to get this in your spirit. For my yoke is easy, verse 30. And the burden I give you is light. 
So all of this anxiety and disparity and angst, do you think that's from God? No. And yet, we put that spirit of heaviness on us every day. We allow it to press in on us, to close in on us, to suffocate us, to prevent us from sharing the good news because we're under this pressure cooker and we don't know what to do with it. The spirit of heaviness can lead to poor decisions as you attempt to somehow change your circumstance and manage your feelings. Pastor Lloyd gave a few things not to do when you're fighting the spirit of heaviness. Don't make permanent decisions based on a temporary situation. <laughs> Don't leave your church. Don't leave your spouse. Don't move away. Don't quit your job without having another one first. Don't say or post things in anger that you'll never be able to take back. Don't quit your ministry assignment. Don't doubt God's call. And very important, don't trust your emotions because your emotions will lie to you. They will lie to you. Your emotions will make you do all kinds of stupid things. You know what I'm saying, right? Many of you have been there, done that, bought the t-shirt. You've done a lot of dumb things based on emotion. Some of you married some dumb people based on emotion. Can I get an amen? Unless you're sitting next to the person. So what do you and I do during this season of heaviness? We do what the prophet Isaiah told the church to do. We exchange the spirit of heaviness for the garment of praise. As much as that was a promise to the early Israelites, it's a promise to the church of Jesus Christ today. All of his promises are yes and amen in Christ. And the Lord will take away your spirit of heaviness. He will give you instead a garment of praise. So begin to praise the Lord. And as you do that, spirit of heaviness that's in your heart will give way to the power of praise. And there is power in praise. We heard just a little bit of it here just a minute ago. I wanted to read from Isaiah 61, verses 1 to 3, and this is the New King James, just so that I can include in there the exact verbiage. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Where else did we hear this? Remember? Jesus, Luke 4, Jesus, before he started the ministry, this is what he said. He went in the temple, he opened up the script. The, 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 the what do you call it? The, the scrolls, thank you, I couldn't get it. I'm thinking scribes, and I'm like, that's not it. He opened up the scrolls, and he began to read that from this passage, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn. Verse 3, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That means that you and I are expected to put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness that they may be called trees of righteousness. Look at your neighbor and say, you are a tree of righteousness. The planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. All of that leads up to the word that Pastor Loy heard from Jesus. He said this, and I quote, it's time to put off the spirit of heaviness. 
I'm the Lord your God. I have called you to be difference makers who are filled with joy and peace. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Come to me. Can you hear the Lord saying this to you? Take off the spirit of heaviness. Put on the garment of praise. I am ready to deliver you and set you free to the life I have called you to live. Life abundant and free and filled with my glory. We're supposed to be little glory people, little glory houses. So worship me in spite of your heaviness. Praise me through your fears. I want to change you before I change the circumstances. Did you hear that part? Do not allow the enemy to dictate your attitude or your actions. It is time to shine my light and share my love. I promised that in the last days I would pour out my spirit on all flesh. I am ready to do that. So get ready to receive it. No water today, of all days. Oh, there it is, way back there. Not that I need it. I wanted to read that one more time. Because I went through it pretty quick. Are you listening? It's time to put off the spirit of heaviness. I'm the Lord your God. I have called you to be difference makers who are filled with joy and peace. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Come to me. Take off the spirit of heaviness and put on the garment of praise. I am ready to, deli I am ready to deliver you and set you free to live the life I have called you to live. Life abundant and free and filled with my glory. So worship me in spite of your heaviness. Praise me through your fears. I want to change you before I change your circumstances. Do not allow the enemy to dictate your attitude or your actions. It is time to shine my light and share my love. I promised that in the last days I would pour out my spirit on all flesh. I am ready to do that, so get ready to receive it. We shouldn't fear the end times. God promised he was going to pour out his spirit on us, and he will follow through. But instead, we're running around acting like the sky is falling and like our hair is on fire. Now, a few weeks ago, mine was on fire, but we won't go there. We're saying things like, what's going to happen? Are we going to make it? Are we going to survive? The answer is yes. Yes, we will survive, and then we go to heaven. Pastor Loy gave two steps to take when you feel the spirit of heaviness. And we're going to give you that opportunity here in just a minute. But I'm, I'm only going to get to the first one this week. And you'll understand that uh, later. But the first one is the one I want you to get today. That is reach up. Can you do this? Reach up. Just symbolically, reach up. All right? When you feel heaviness, you isolate. You can lower your hands. When you're when you've isolated long enough and you stay there, worship is no longer normal, all right? It's not natural. How many feel like worshiping when you feel that spirit of heaviness? One hand, one up. One, one person gets it. So all of us need to understand this. We don't want to clap our hands when we feel this. 
we don't want to raise our hands. We don't want to sing. We especially don't want to worship. We don't want to praise because we don't think we have anything to be thankful for. It may not seem natural to worship when you feel this heaviness, but it is right. It's the right thing to do. The scriptural way to fight the spirit of heaviness is to put on the garment of praise. Say that with me. Put on the garment of praise. The picture is to take off this heavy thing and replace it with worship. In just a moment, we're going to go back into a a time of worship. We're going to take time to put on the garment of praise in place of that spirit of heaviness. Just to say you don't have to be at church to put on the garment of praise. You don't have to have Tammy playing the keyboard. You don't have to have the worship team standing in front of you leading us. Practical advice. Try thanking God every chance you get. When you're driving to work or driving to school in the morning. When you're sitting in your living room watching live stream. Say it out loud. Well, what are people going to think? What are people going to think if I do this? If you're in your car, nobody's going to hear you. If you're in your living room, oh well. They probably need it too. Talk to the Lord out loud. Thank you, Jesus, for setting me free. I take off heaviness and I replace it with your praise. I will walk into today worshiping. Thanking you because you are my God and I have been set free. So would the worship team come? As they do, when you feel this heaviness coming on, and this is is a, a, a mind change, you've got to program yourself to do this. Because the devil, he's coming at you with everything he's got. Both barrels aimed at you. What do you think he wants you to do? What am I supposed to do now? Right? Been there, done that, right? I've been there. I've done, I'm the pastor. And I've done that. And then I realize, what am I doing? I've been bought and paid for. I've been redeemed from the curse of the law. I've been set free from sin and death. I've got nothing to fear. If God be for me, who can be against me? Isaiah said it. Put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. If you are not used to lifting your hands, lift them up. If you're not used to standing when you sing, stand. If you're not used to singing, when you worship, sing. Do something out of the box, out of the ordinary. A new way for you to worship. And don't worry about what anybody else thinks. That person next to you, to your left or right, who should you be focusing on? Jesus. He wants you to treat him like an audience of one. It has nothing to do with these people, with this man, with your neighbors. It's all about your relationship with him. So we're going to begin to sing. And we already went through some of the songs, so they should be a little easier for you to remember. But let's worship the Lord and take off this spirit of heaviness right now. Are you you willing? Are you ready? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to make this your prayer. Set a fire. You know, that last line of the verse, it says, um, no place I would rather be than here in your love, here in your love. But I'd like to change it to be here in your love, here in your presence. Because in the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. And just as Pastor Norm has said, it doesn't matter what we feel. 
we need to go into the throne room because he's worthy. He is worthy of praise and honor. His name is lifted high. His name is Lord and Master Adonai. His name is Jehovah Tizkanu, the Lord our righteousness. He is Shama, the Lord is there. He is Rapha, the God who heals. He is Jireh, the God that provides. He is Nisi, banner, victorious banner. He is Ra, shepherd. So we just come and we ask, Lord, that you would set a fire within our hearts. trying to work anything up here but if you feel inclined or led come on down here and give God the glory yes Lord. let him know how thankful you are that he's already given you the victory in Jesus hallelujah replace that spirit of heaviness with praise
Psalms 23 says it so clearly. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Where does he lead me? Beside the still waters where the pastures are green. Come to the Lord today and cast all. 1 Peter 5, 7. Casting all of your cares. Don't leave this place carrying cares. Cast all your cares on him because he cares for you. Don't walk out of this place. This is a time and this is a place that you cast your cares on him and say, Lord, here they are. Here they are. I don't receive them anymore.
with worship toward you. Lord, we praise the name of Jesus in this place today. You are worthy, worthy, worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tell him how thankful you are. Give him the glory. Hallelujah. Exalt his name today. According to the scripture, what happens is that you change. <laughs> Your circumstances are just the same, but you change. And that heaviness that you were feeling leaves. This is something, church, that we all need to practice. It needs to be the first thing we do, not the last. God doesn't want us to walk around in that heaviness. That's not from Him. Remember, His yoke is easy. His burden is light. Come to Him. Praise Him. And He'll exchange that heaviness for gladness. Hallelujah. Can you say amen today? So as we walk out of this place, Realize the world's going to try to put it right back on you. But when you start feeling that heavy coming on you, what are you going to do? Praise Him. Thank Him. Give Him the glory. Tell Him, Lord, I love you. I thank you for all you've done for me. And I'm just going to praise you because if I don't, the very rocks will cry out in my place, and that would be embarrassing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Lord, Heavenly Father, as we go back to our homes, our businesses, our schools, help us to replace that spirit of heaviness with the garment of praise. We reach up to heaven today, Lord. We give you all glory and all praise and all honor. Now keep us safe in our coming and going. Help us to be a light in this dark world. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, God bless you. Hopefully we'll see you next week. Thank you. Hallelujah.